Well, bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And this is exciting. And I'm glad that um, able to start ministering on, on uh, this. And for those that will possibly pay attention or check into this later, because they'll look into the iCar the archives, archives and pull this up. Amen. I pray that um, this will be a blessing to you. Let's pray. Father, we give you glory today. We thank you, Father God, for those that are that are listening in. We thank you, Lord, for those that will grab on to this a little bit later on, Lord, and that will pull it back up. We thank you, Father God, for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Father God, we lift up those that right now are sick. Lord, we lift up um, Sister Inez, Lord, where she's at right now. The trick of the enemy that would try to just get her totally uh, fixed up even as of right now. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch your body. Touch the breathing. Cleanse the lungs in the name of Jesus. We speak healing to her body right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, also we lift up those, Lord, others that even right now, Lord, that are going through some stuff that's hurting. Father God, I pray, Lord, that they would be touched in the name of Jesus, that they will receive that what is needed to be received right now. And we give you the glory and we give you the praise for right now in Jesus' precious name. Others that are listening, others that will be tuning in, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and that you would just do for them what needs to be done. And we give you all of the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And it's good to know that uh, angels here, um, my precious, my gorgeous, my beautiful, lovely, awesome one is listening in. Amen. Is listening in and, and here during this Bible study. And I pray that others will, will be able to grasp onto this. Might not be as long as an hour tonight. Um, and we're not, you never know the reason why, don't need to know the reason why, but it might not be that long tonight. But we're going to get into uh, some areas. There's something that we talked about last week. Um, we talked about the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about the nine gifts of the Spirit, which is really interesting. Um, we talked about um, you have the different sections of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, you have the power gifts. You have the the knowledge gifts, um, the word gifts. Um, and I, I was thinking today when I got into those, we got into talking about this because the main theme of what we're dealing with, which I really believe that the Lord really have has not really gotten me away from, is uh, talking about Ephesians 6. And I'm still in that one area, still in that area. Um, Angel, uh, the time that we were away, she talked about the renewing of the mind, uh, which was which was so awesome. Those that didn't get a chance to talk, find out about that, I pray that you you get into that. It'll bless your socks off. The the studying of renewing of your mind that all comes apart in the wrestling that we do. Hope everybody can understand what they're saying. I want to read with you, read to you a little bit about what we've been getting into, and which is talking about Ephesians 6, 
and um, and I'm going to break all this down. I'm going to get into uh, some of this other area, which is real interesting. Um, starting at Ephesians the sixth chapter and the tenth verse, and it says there. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, next verse, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, colon, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all, all the saints. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because um, Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus. And there's a lot that he's saying here, a lot that he is really bringing out. I'm just noticing something that two or three times he said here, and this is this is interesting, Angel. He said this um, two or three times. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God, watch this, that ye may be able to stand against the schemes or the wiles of the devil. Verse 11, okay? Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Okay, verse 15, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith watch, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, hope everybody's catching what I'm trying to say. Each one of these things are being able to help you when the enemy comes in and he starts being able, starts doing things. This is not a flesh and blood battle. It's, it's a battle, true enough. But it's not a flesh and blood battle. It's not a battle that you fight in. It's a battle that we wrestle in. It is so neat. It's, it's one that we wrestle. There was a time that we got into this, but I wanted to break into, this is what I just, just got. I just got this. This is so neat. These three times that he talked about, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against Satan's schemes. If, you, if you're getting ready to wrestle, you have to have some strategies. There's some strategies that you're going to use. You've got to use them. And a lot of the strategies that we have come along, watch this, 
with the gifts of the spirit. Those are tools that you're going to be able to use in order to withstand the enemy. <laughs> wow, that blew me away when I found out. We've got tools because we're not fighting a flesh and blood battle. We are fighting a spiritual battle. The battle that we are dealing with, that we're wrestling against, is not a, it's not a, a battle that, um, it's a hands-on battle, let's put it that way. Because when you wrestle, it's hands-on, basically. Look at the things that we're wrestling against so that we will be able to stand in the evil day. That's the other one. Be able to stand in the evil, evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. And then the last part, when he starts talking about it, he talks about first that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, where you'll be able to withstand in the evil day. In other words, you'll be able to, you'll be able to continue in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Then he says in 16, wherewith you shall be able to quench, quench. In other words, you'll be able to put out all of the fiery darts, everything that he's sending to you, you'll be able to quench that. You'll be able to quench that. I think it's time now that we can go that we can go to First Corinthians, Second Corinthians 10. And it says, Second Corinthians 10, verse 3. It says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Though we walk in it, we're not warring after the flesh. This is a spiritual battle. Why? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are some of the strongholds? Casting down what? imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience with your obedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Okay, that Paul's talking to the Corinthians now talking to the church in Corinth. He's talking about that. He's talking, he's letting you know that all of your weapons are not carnal. In the chapter of six, in, in Ephesus, what he's talking about, he's saying we're not wrestling. These are things that we are wrestling against. He tells us, not in Corinth, he tells us in the church of Ephesus that there are several things that you are actually wrestling against. We talked about that. We talked about the first part. We talked about, we wrestle against principalities. Remember what we talked about when we said that? Those are territories, princes, territories. Against powers, which is authorities, okay? Principalities, territories. In other words, things that are all different territories, different princes, princes, and I, and I said this before, princes of one king, one king, a lot of prince, a lot of different ones that are over territories. See, the thing is, is, which is so interesting, the enemy, he always copies, he always copies what God did. Why? Because it worked for God. Oh, wow. Isn't that a trip? Why? Because it worked for God. So what is he? He's organized. 
he organizes things just like God organized. God organized the heavenlies. When you stop and think about it, the heavenlies was so organized and set up. He had he had archangels. He had angels. He had angels that were in charge. Uh, the the heaven was split into three parts. Heaven was split into three parts. And there was angels and different ones that are in charge. Lieutenants, as it were, sergeants. Okay, um, lieutenants, sergeants, um, um, ranking, ranking um, angels, angels that, are, that were ranking and all under one control. Whose control? God's control. Lucifer, we, a lot of times we like to put him in the same level that God is, and he's not. He was created by God. But when God got him away, he's used to, oh, angel, check this out. He's used to knowing authority, and he's also used to knowing levels. He knows levels because he was put into a level. His level, Lucifer, was put into a level of rule, knowing where to rule and how to rule. He's over, he was over the worship. He was over the, he was over that area. God put him there and said, this is what you're going to do. And I'm going to give you a third of heaven so that you can do that. And angel, and he did that. He, he, he put himself in an area of rulership. And in his area of rulership of worship, he had the angels, he had those that have been assigned to him to do the same thing. And the same rankings are going on today because they were all kicked out. Man, they were all kicked out. A third of heaven. God kicked out a third of heaven because a third of heaven fell with Lucifer. They belonged to Lucifer. <laughs> wow. When you really stop and think about it, it's 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 wild. They belong to Lucifer. So a third of heaven fell when he fell. When he was kicked out, a third was there. So you've got territories right now. I know this might blow your mind, but watch this. When he was kicked out and territories was he, the Bible says this, he was sent into the atmosphere when he kicked him out. He kicked him out and he was sent to the atmosphere. The prince of darkness, the prince of the power of the air. That's his domain. That's where he has authority. And so his authority, what does he do? He puts his ranking angels over certain areas and they actually do the stuff that causes us. Wow. And when we, until we know who we are, that we're ranked so much higher than he is. That's a mind blower. We are ranked so much higher than the devil. We are ranked so much higher than Lucifer. And he doesn't like that. He knows it. 
And so it kind of brings me back to the Lion King. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Scar knew that he would never become king. He knew that he'd never become king. So he had to get the person that was next in line to become king to leave or be killed. He tried killing him, yeah. and it didn't happen. There we go. We're talking about principalities. We're talking about powers. Principalities, powers. He had to get them. He had to get. He had to get him out of the way. And once he got him out of the way, he took over. But oh, when Simba began to realize who he was. See, the problem is, is we don't know who we are. We're ranked higher. Simba, even in his as a cub, was ranked higher than Scar. Right. Scar just had Scar just had a little bit of more adult sense, basically. That's all he had. A little bit more adult sense. Still was stupid because of the way that he did things in the end. Oh, and he talked his mouth. His mouth got him into so much trouble. Got him into trouble in the end. Okay? So, I mean, you really really stop and think about this. We have, we have authority. He's given us authority. He's given us power. The thing is, is we need to know that we got to use it. He's given us the tools. What are the tools? We have nine tools to go with each office that we follow. Nine tools to go with each office. What are the offices? The apostle the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, each one have tools that they can use also to fight against the enemy. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to God, to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. What strongholds are we talking about? What strongholds is he talking about? He's talking about principalities. He's talking about powers. He's talking about the rulers of darkness of this age. Let's get into that. Let's find out what the rulers of the darkness of this age, what are rulers? I looked around, I began to start really getting into stuff that I thought about this. The rulers of the darkness of this of this age, a ruler is someone or thing that is deemed or appointed to dominate, a dominate authority over, to put in control over that ruler runs things <laughs> he runs things the rulers of the darkness of this world he's one that has been put into position he's been appointed for this particular area he's been appointed a ruler he's been Deemed, he has authority, he can dominate in this area. But a ruler, this he has also one that he has to that he has to adhere to, or that he's got to pay attention to, because that person's appointed. Wow, wow, wow. We call rulers nowadays the president. We got a president. <laughs> we got a president and our president we call him a president notice he's appointed in he can't get in unless he's appointed 
<laughs> he would never be president unless he's appointed. A ruler will never be a ruler unless they're appointed. Okay? So we have rulers that are there. Now I'm going to go back into something. Darkness, darkness, rulers of the darkness, darkness, chaos, confusion, uncertainty, the opposite of light, which is under, which is understanding, clarity. Light is understanding and clarity. But darkness is chaos and confusion. That's why you have a lot of things that go on and they like it to be done in the dark. In the dark. You'll find that in the dark. You'll find find all kinds of... Everybody likes to do things undercover. They like to do things in the dark where nobody can see, especially stuff that you're not supposed to do. You do it in the dark. Come on. You do it in the dark. So you got rulers that's been appointed of the darkness Okay, the darkness, the chaos, the confusion of this age, cosmos, this arrangement, this order of things, this age. Wow. So you got the rulers of the darkness of this age. Hope everybody's catching what I'm saying. Those are things that we're right, we are definitely fighting against. And a lot of times it's personal. It can become personal into your life. What is it that you've given ownership to? What part of you have you given ownership that is a part of chaos and confusion? Because a lot of times we've given that ruler authority over the arrangement that God does not have anything to do with. And we're wrestling against that. And we're wrestling against that. You want to find out some of those? What are the works of the flesh? You'll find that in Galatians 5. Come on. Galatians 5 talks about talks about a lot of the stuff of the works of the flesh. Before it talks about the fruit of the spirit. It talks about the works of the flesh. Those are things that we've given rulers authority on so that they can do. Oh, let's go to it. Let's go to it. Let's look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Galatians, Galatians, Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Oh, man. When you get into this, you'll find out this is this is so interesting. Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5. And you're looking at you're looking at there's about 17 of the works of the flesh. There's 17, 17 of them, 17 of the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are what? Manifest, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, Envies, murders, drunkenness, rivalries. And then he talks, that's just some of them. There's more and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But, conjunction, the fruit of the Spirit is. 
and then there's nine of them. Fruit. There's a difference between fruit and works. The works of the flesh is something that's that you're definitely it, it, it's something that you've got to do yourself. But the fruit of the spirit, fruit, fruit of the spirit. And that's something? Fruit of the spirit. So the rulers of the darkness of this world. It's getting to the point where you begin to start talking about that. Those are some of the things that we're talking about. Who is it that's in your own personal life that you've made a ruler? That you've allowed, you've given it authority. You've given it authority to take away your joy. Come on. You've given it authority to allow you to be so grumpy all the time. Can't wake up with joy. Not happening. You can't. You, you, you just everything that you do is not. It's not joyful. When you have a choice, you don't have peace. You hate everything. <laughs> wow, that's a ruler. That is a ruler. People, that is a ruler that you've given authority to you simply can say the one that you have given over to confusion and chaos of this age confusion and chaos disrupts the age or the arrangement that god has of this world cosmos Cosmos means the order of things. Cosmos means the way that things have de been designed to flow. But he messes up that and he puts in his order. And things get messed up. Why? Because it's chaos. It's confusion. It goes against what God has designed. It goes against that. So you got you got chaos. You got chaos. You got, because those rulers now are doing what they're contrary to what God has. Paul talks about this all through the time. He talks about the workings of the flesh. He talks about how they're enmity against God. They're enmity against, against the order that God has. It, it, it's, it goes against the grain because God has an order. God has a plan. I know the plans that I have for you, he told Jeremiah. And he's talking to us. I have a plan for you to bring you, to give you a hope and a future, to bring you to an expected end. God has an order. But when that order is messed up, confusion and chaos comes in. That's a ruler. Wow. Man, man, that is that that that's, and we wrestle against that. What did Paul say? Paul said, "When I went to do good, evil's always present." And that so that what I would like to do, I can't do, but that what I do do, is against what God wants me to do. Oh, wicked man that I am! 
that scripture. You'll find that. You'll find it. You'll find it in there. He says, man, I set up to do something great. How many ever, you've done the same thing, set up to do something. You want to do something, but you know it's not good to do this other thing, but you end up doing this other thing. Why? Because basically you just figure, hey, this is the way it went. No, that's chaos. That's the order that the enemy does. It's his world, his arrangement. Okay, his arrangement. We'll go all the way back to Genesis. He messed up the whole order back then. If you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Oh, watch this. This is interesting. This is interesting. I was talking with, with a brother the other day, and we were talking about this very thing. And the thing is, different ones, different ones will say that, well, no, Eve didn't know about it. But who was it that said, I'm not supposed to eat from this tree? Eve did. Isn't that a trick? So she had evidence she knew about it. She knew she wasn't supposed to eat from that tree. She knew she wasn't supposed to do that. Because she told him. She told the serpent. She says, we're not supposed to eat from here. We're not supposed to eat from here. If you didn't know that you didn't, if you didn't know that you about that, why would you say we're not supposed to eat from here? So she knew. And his cutting ways, he says, ah, I got him now. Yeah, I got him now. You're not going to surely die. Are you serious? He's not going to kill you. Please. <laughs> Please. You won't die. You won't die. And Eve said, oh, well. And she gave in, just like sometimes we do. We give in to that ruler, and we gave that ruler. What you do when you do that is you give that ruler power, and you give that ruler authority. Wow. You give them authority. You actually open up and say, go ahead. You have control now of what I'm doing. You've got control of my life. That's basically what Adam and Eve did. They gave the authority over to the devil. God says, I gotta get you out of the gotta get, get you, I gotta get you out of this garden. It wasn't because I need to punish you. No, because if you eat from the tree of life, you'll live and you'll forever live in sin. You'll forever live in disobedience. Always will be messed up. That scar will always be there. You know something? That's something. Rulers of the darkness. Darkness is simply chaos. Darkness is simply confusion. Anything that is always done when you're not supposed to do it. Why do we always do that? Isn't that interesting? Human nature itself automatically knows what you're not supposed to do. How can you, how do, how do I know that? Is because there's certain things that you'll say, I don't really want to do, but I'm hiding it. What are you, what's, what's actually hidden is, is I'm putting it in the dark. I don't want anybody to see this. I don't want anybody to see this. We're watching Greenleaf. They're doing, uh, they're, they, they're doing things that are really interesting. They're hiding secrets. And each part of the secret that they're hiding, it's bringing more chaos. 
Darkness is simply nothing but chaos and confusion. Chaos and confusion. Misunderstanding. I don't understand. I don't understand why you did that. Why did you do that? And then hid it from me. Adam knew automatically that he had done something wrong. Why? He went and hid himself when God came down. Here they are talking all the time. And he hid himself. Why didn't you come out, Adam? I've been talking to you all this time. What's going on? It's not like he didn't know, but he wanted to let Adam know that he knew. He wanted to bring, see, a lot of times God wants to bring things to your, so that you'll see where you are. So he can bring you out of the chaos, bring you out of the confusion. In other words, it's not a secret. It's not a secret anymore, people. It's not a secret. Not a secret that I don't know. Because I know. Isn't that a trip? Because I know. And we wrestle with that. It's a hands-on thing. See, why? Because the spirit wrestles with the flesh. There's a constant battle going on between them. That's why what Angel said, you've got to take on the renewing of your mind, complete new thought life. Because the old thought life is not going to work. Old thought life is going to let you know, it's going to bend to that ruler that's trying to get you to do these, these dark things. These are things that we wrestle against. And if you don't put on the whole armor of God, you'll give in to that. Wow. You'll give in to the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil. He's throwing that dart, that fiery dart. So you'll give in. You won't be able to stand against his scheme. And then you won't be able to withstand in the evil day. You won't be able to stand up in the evil day. What evil day? Are we waiting and we're waiting for that evil day to come? When the Antichrist is going to show himself? No, that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about you'll be able to withstand in the evil day. What evil day? That evil time that will come upon you to bring you into chaos and to into chaos and confusion, bring you into doubt, bring you into all of these other things that are not like Christ, that are not like him. You, If you don't have the army on, armor on, you won't be able to withstand in the evil day. And then you won't be able to quench, to put out all those fiery darts of the wicked. What fiery darts of the wicked? That comes into the last part. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. What do you mean by spiritual wickedness? And it's a small s. Yes, there's some spiritual wickedness. There are some people that's out to make sure that you're gone. There's some people that's out that's make sure that we're not, they're not gonna be able to stand. There's people that has a fit 
to see you happy. They, they can't stand it. And they get joy when you can't, when you finally get to the place where, you, where you're down and out. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. And they're, they're happy because why? Because you're not miserable like them. <laughs> That's cold. Why aren't you miserable like me? God, it's Monday. Why are you miserable? You should be miserable. Life is so hard. Yes, it's hard, but there's a choice. Oh, my God. Spiritual wickedness in high places. I take it in high positions. Things that are trying to really actually bring you down. Man. And God has given us authority over those things. And all we have to do is put the armor of God on. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty. Through God. What weapon do we need to use? In other words, for weapon would be what tool do we need to use? What tool? What tool can we use to fight against this certain thing that's coming against us? Number one, you definitely need the tool of discernment. Why? Discernment is simply knowing when something's getting ready to come up against you. You automatically know, oh, wow, this is coming up against me. I'm not going to let that go. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. I see where it's coming. Come on, a fiery dart? What, is it? what would you say about a fiery dart? It's something that's shot at you. And if you don't have the sense to realize that it's coming at you, you will definitely be brought down. Discernment will take that away immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Discernment will handle that. Isn't that a trip? Discernment will handle that. What are some of the other tools? The other tools, word of wisdom, knowing the future regarding the present. That's a weapon. That's a tool. Word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is simply, this is manifestations of revelation. Gift. Okay, gifts. Okay, discerning something that is not available to the senses. Knowledge. Well, I know. I know, basically. I know what's getting ready to happen to me. I know what's getting ready to happen to you. I know what's getting ready. You, if you have that tool, and I said discernment of spirits, we already know that. You'll be able to discern when it's getting ready to go. So what are some of the other tools? The power tools, the miracles, working of miracles, stealing storms, restoring limbs, raising the devil. I mean, raising the dead i'm sorry i'm raising the devil <laughs> raising the dead that's a tool that's a tool to be used how can you use that to fight somebody how can you use that to fight the enemy you're taking down his task tactics that's what you're doing when you're working miracles when you're allowing god to work miracles gifts of healing Oh man, you can see that already. I see that already. 
as a weapon. Gifts of healing, the enemies put something on somebody else, a disease on somebody else or some other thing that's on somebody else and you're able to lay hands on them and use the God-given gift of healing to restore. Wow. He lost again. That's basically what it is. He lost again. He lost. He wanted to take that person out by killing them. And you did what the Bible said. You laid hands on them. Well, I hope everybody's catching what I'm talking about. These are weapons. These are weapons that, that, that's being used. This, that's a power gift. Another power gift is working the, oh, Lord, working the faith. Working the faith. That right there is God's God's currency. Man, faith? You've got a strong gift of faith? That means you can say what is and it shall be done? That's powerful. That's more powerful than what the enemy can throw at you. He can throw at you and you can simply use your shield. That's a shield. Shield of faith. <laughs> wow. That's what we're talking about, shield of faith. And then you speak because the word gifts come into play. Gift of tongues, you're speaking. You're talking and you're speaking into the spirit. Interpretation of tongues. You translate. You bring into clarity what God is actually trying to say. Oh, you know the devil don't like that. Come on. The devil don't like that. Prophecy. You're speaking the future of a situation. What do you mean? Speaking the future of a situation. Speaking in to somebody's life the future of that. Therefore, the enemy can't stop that. He might try to hinder, but he's not going to stop it. Because you, because what you already, with the word of knowledge, you've already seen what was going on. You discerned what the enemy's trying to do. Come on. And those five offices, out of those five offices, certain ones of those gifts, those tools, actually are used more. They gotta have them in order to fulfill what God has designed for his people. Man, that is that's rich right there. That's rich right there. So what God has designed, each gift, I mean each office stands. I almost like to say each office stands in authority over the enemy. Stands in authority over the enemy. Now, what are the enemies going to do? These nine tools that he's given to us. And he's given them. They're tools. They're gifts. I've given it to you to use. Not to just say, okay, I'm glad I got it and I'm not going to use it. I'm going to put it on the shelf and let it sit there. No, it's to come against 
some of these things that we're talking about, some of these things that we're wrestling against. That's when Paul was talking to the Corinthians. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal, but they're mighty to God. It's pulling down of strongholds. All these weapons, some, all these nine gifts, and you're in that particular part of that office, you could break the stronghold. Oh, don't tell me you can't break the stronghold. Not with these. Sure you can. You're bringing that strong, man. Jesus even said, "You, how can, how can a man overthrow a house unless he first get the strong man? He's got to until get him first, and then you can do everything else." See, a lot of times Satan run rapid in a lot of our homes. I, I will. I really want to do a lot of teaching on this too, babe. Is the organizing of a family. Uh, we talked about that before. There's an order that God has. God deals with so much in order. And a lot of times what's going on is we take that order, we we go in contrast to that order, and he's a God of order. Yes, he's spontaneous, but he's also a God of order. He's a God that knows that things should be going. Heaven would not be the way that heaven is if there isn't if there wasn't any order. That's why he had to get rid of Lucifer. Lucifer broke up the order. Out of order. He was out of order. Big time out of order. God says, we got to get rid of you. I got to get rid of you. And he, he got rid of him. So Satan set up his own order in the atmosphere. Why? Because he's used to God, God's order. He's used to being, having an order. Isn't that interesting? When we can realize that, we've got to do, see, there's some of us, there's some that might be listening, some of us, we don't even have order in our own body that long our own home. And we wonder how come things, how come there's so much chaos? How come there's so much confusion? We have confusion in our body. We have confusion in our home. We have confusion in our church. We have confusion everywhere we go. There's so much confusion. Why? Because there's no order. And God is a God of order. Wow. Wow. That's a mind blower. He's a God of order. He's a God that knows, basically, number one, I know what order is. And I know how to follow order. I know, I know, I know who is in who could be in charge in this area, who could be in charge of that area. Come on, he set that up from the very beginning. Set it up. God's God. Underneath God, he's got archangels. Put them in charge. Certain ones that's going to be in charge. Who? Well, you got you got Lucifer, you've got you've got Michael. You've got Gabriel, those three. So heaven was all, and the rest of the angels were all divided to each one of those. I know there's. they said that there's a fourth one, but then that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because a third of heaven, the Bible talks about a third of heaven fell with Lucifer. So if a third of heaven fell, 
That means there's only two-thirds that's left. You can't have another one. If he said a quarter of heaven fell with, with Lucifer, when Lucifer was kicked out, a quarter of heaven fell, then you know automatically, okay, there's another archangel up there. I know there are those that are saying there's many archangels, but when you really stop and think about it and look at the word and check out the word, there's three main ones, three main ones. You got Lucifer, you got Lucifer, you've got Michael, and you got Gabriel. And each was designed to do certain things. God had them all set up to do certain things. Lucifer was the day star, he was a worshiper. He simply worshiped all he did, that was his thing. Worship. He was created to do nothing but worship. That's him. And the third of angels was doing that. What was that third of angels saying? A third of angels, all they said around the throne was holy. Uh oh, you think I didn't went off? Nope. Think about Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up, and the train filled the temple. And the angels cried holy. Holy. Who's doing that? Lucifer and his ranking of angels doing that. Then you got you got Michael. What was Michael doing? All he does is basically take care of stuff. He's a warrior. Simply a warrior. Does he fight all the time? No. Why? Because there's order. So who does it? He delegates. Man, angel, that's it. He delegates. Just like God delegates. God delegates. God didn't. De who did Michael? Who, who did God say? God says, Michael. Why? Because I delegated. I put Michael in charge of all of my warfare. Hope everybody's catching what I'm saying. Isn't that a trip? I put Michael in charge of all of my warfare. I don't need to fight. I've already done what I'm already going to do. I've already done that. So, Michael, take care of Lucifer. Lucifer is not a fighter. <laughs> wow. Lucifer, he didn't ask Gabriel to fight. He didn't ask Gabriel to kick Lucifer out because that's not Gabriel's forte. That's not what he created. Gabriel to do. He created Gabriel to send messages. When he had a message, Gabriel, this is what I once said. This is what I once said. Gabriel took the message, unless it was very important. Well, a lot of them are important, but the majority of the time, what did he do? Sit his angel down with a message. Notice it wasn't Gabriel that came, it was Gabriel that came down and talked to, to Mary. Because the Bible specifically says that. But look through the Old Testament. Who all sent messages? There was an angel that was sent by God to talk to him. Who did that? Who gave the order? God gave the order. Gabriel gave the order to them, and they were sent down to 
It's happening today. Same thing. We get messages. We get messages from angels. Why? Because gave God gave gave the message to Gabriel. Gabriel sends the message, the rankings to come down and say the message. Wow. Fights. We need something to fight our battle. God simply says, Michael, fight that battle for him. Michael sends the angel down. Take care of the situation for us. Wow. Order. Man is so much. Order. Order. And these are things on a small scale of what we wrestle against. Hands on. And it's getting us to try to get us to tap out. Trying to get us to give up. And when we realize who we are, because all he said was simply so we'll be able to stand. The main thing, in a wrestling match, if they can get you on the ground, they got you. If they can get you on the ground and get you pinned, they got you. You will give up. You will give up. And those rulers of the darkness of this world is one thing that fight to get you to give up. Chaos, confusion. That's where you'll find chaos and confusion. Territories, authorities. Now, certain areas, certain certain things are done in certain. It's 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 it's, it's given. It's given. Man, it's so awesome. I mean, not awesome, but you'll find that. You'll find that all around the globe. Globe. There's certain things that that really certain territories that you begin to start really looking and you start realizing that there's certain things that happen only in certain areas of the world. Come on. Come on. Stop and think about it. We don't have a hurricanes and stuff up here. We don't have that. Not in our neck of the woods. But you go to Florida, they have a season for hurricanes. Isn't that something? Spiritual wickedness. Territories. That territory. That one that is in control in that area deals with that. Heat. You'll find that in certain areas. So what do we find up here in the Pacific Northwest? Different ones say it's rain that comes down, and it doesn't. It's not that that heavy, but there's other things that goes on. Those are things that when we get to know, we got to know how we can have a strategy to combat against what he's trying to do. Wow, my time is up. We'll talk more about this next week. Probably get into a whole nother area. I wanna get into spiritual wickedness in high places. These are things that we need to really fight and know that we're fighting against. That we're not fighting, we're wrestling against. I keep saying fighting, it's a form of fighting. But that we, spiritual wickedness in high places. Casting down imaginations. I want to get into that a little bit, Dave. I'd like to get in that. Mm -hmm.
Imaginations. When you really start to think about what is an imagination, imagination is something that really isn't true, but you imagine it. What if? Casting down imaginations and every thought. So we'll talk a little bit about that. That has everything to do with some of the things that we're wrestling with. Paul was talking about that. He talked to the Church of Corinth and he dealt with that in that area because that's the way they, they were dealing. But in the Church of Ephesus, he talked a little bit different. He talked about the about these, these things because the Ephesus Church will understand that. Okay, Colossians, he talks a little bit different too. But in this area, he's bringing all of these things together. Church of Galatia, he talked about basically the fruit, the fruit and the works of the flesh, the works of the flesh. He talked about dealing with the flesh and you're dealing with certain things that you don't have to deal with, but allow the fruit to come forth, which is the character of Christ. These are all things that we can talk about. Father, I give you glory and thank you, Lord, for this time. I pray, Lord, that it was a blessing. I pray, Lord, that we learned from this, that we gleaned from your word. And Lord, I pray that everything that has been said, Lord, that everything that has been said will build up us and that we'll become even stronger. In Jesus' name, in a simple prayer, Father God, all this week, all this week that you will be a blessing that you will bless. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Looking forward to next week.